you know? Uh, so I would say children in my classroom, every last one of them, uh, they, they welcome me with open arms. Uh, you know, you got to think about it. <laughs> there are things that are taught, right? Uh, and, and these children, when they came in, even if they might have been a little nervous or, hey, what's this going to be like? Oh, they had a blast. I'm going to be honest with you, uh, just to, to brag a little bit, because uh, sometimes we have to we have to brag. I ahead, know sir. that when it's kids come into it's my room, when kids come into my room in the beginning of the year, they don't realize how how how, how close we are going to be by the close of the year. Mm. Um, the fact that you're going to call me dad by accident <laughs> because you're so comfortable, you know, yeah. um, the fact that, you know, you will you will cry in this room uh, because of growth, you know, not because of anything I did, but because of growth and growth can be uncomfortable. Sometimes you yeah. will laugh, you will smile, we will celebrate together. Um, we will journey through this year together. And when you come back and you do your senior walk at this building, provided I'm still here, like I have been for the last few senior walks, um, you know, <laughs> you, you have kids that come through and give you hugs and they say they remember you as a fifth grade teacher. And oh, my gosh, when I say that feels amazing, I, I have to. That feels like it's almost as good as when their parent shows up with them and says, thank you for what you did, knowing that that might've been a parent who wrote something online at one time. Yeah. And I chose not to say anything to them. Mm -hmm. I chose not to respond or waste my energy on that, but instead to turn it into positive energy and pour it into their child, right. you know? And their child showed them how great this experience was and how wrong yeah. they were without ever having to have the conversation. Yep. You know, and, and I would say that being there and, and having individuals come in and you have some, some individuals who come in and they are, they welcome you with, with open arms. And I'm not gonna lie, when I got to this building, I got very spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got very, we had, we had a great, um, not knocking the current administration or anything, but uh, the administration that I came in under, um, they were great. The, 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 the PTO was phenomenal. And um, I was in shock to walk in and see parents in the building making popcorn in the middle of the day. <laughs> you know, that wasn't something that I got at my old school. Um, it was harder, unfortunately, to get them in when they're working multiple jobs and whatnot in that right, you know, the right. environment that we were in. Um, but having that parent involvement, having people come and speak to you and get to know you and whatnot, um, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And it still is when we get the opportunities to do, uh, opportunity to do so. But um, COVID has kind of torn some of that down, unfortunately. And yeah. it's more challenging for the current administration to get parents in like they used to be. One of the things that I, I heard you say um, is that when kiddos feel seen. Yes. I think as, as a parent, I think that's what you want. You want your kiddo to be seen by their teacher. Not that, oh, Johnny is absent today, but to know like, no, no, I know Johnny likes Static Shock. I know Johnny likes The Flash. I know Johnny likes this. I know Johnny's been reading this. I know also that Johnny is friends with Raheem and that them, those two boys have been having these issues. However, Johnny and Raheem have worked it out amicably. 
They've been Absolutely. able to see each other's differences. They've grown in this area. This is where Johnny needs to get a little bit more help. If you could get some support here, like to give those specifics and be able to say things that perhaps I would say that the parents know it, but perhaps they just, oh, it's always there. And so they don't necessarily have it articulated the way that you do. But when you are able to articulate like, oh, snap, you see all these things about my kiddo, that anything that for, I think for any normal parent or for most parents will just melt away and be like, all right, this teacher, this educator wants the best for my kiddo because of X, Y, Z, they're able to rattle it all off. Um, yeah, I'm going to work with them. And I'm recognizing that it's not a competition, but rather the working in concert for the betterment of this kiddo. Yeah, it's going to be a great thing. And it sounds like that's what you are doing at your, your current school. Absolutely. That's the intention. I know that um, yeah. one of the uh, teachers from Norfolk, Miss um, uh, Frederica Henderson, she was amazing. Um, she used to call the parents on her cell phone and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I saw the, I saw the setup mm -hmm. for respecting her phone. And I saw the line that she drew in the sand for that. Mm -hmm. And I also saw the effectiveness um, of that open line of communication and trust. Yeah. And when I was younger, I tried it and it didn't work very well. I, I had a parent try and call me up for a date one time. I was like, no, ma'am, that is no, not what this is for. Um, no, 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 no. Um, exactly. Um, and, uh, but, but moving forward as I, you know, drew appropriate lines in the sand and whatnot, I know that one of the most valuable things has been, uh, opening up my phone to my parents. And when I say opening it up, I talk to them initially, you know, I, I talk to everybody at open house and I say, we're going to close the door for a second because my district doesn't like me to give this information out. If you look at the backboard, my phone number is right there in large letters or large numbers. Rather, <laughs> I said, if you look up there in large numbers, my phone number's there. And um, what I'm going to need you to do is to put that in your cell phone right now. When you see it, I'm not a bill collector. All right. I'm a stakeholder. When you see it, I'm a stakeholder in your child's success. I'm somebody who's trying to help to build them. I'm trying to be team your child. That's the team I'm on. Okay. So anything that I can do to help you within reason, I'm going to do it. If I call you, it's not because of anything personal. It's not because your child upset me. They can't. It's impossible. I'm, I'm too happy having my two children at home and my lovely wife. I'm so happy with them. That won't, that, nothing that your child can do can truly upset me. What we can do, though, is work on whatever it is that we need to work on. I might be calling you to tell you about something great that they did today. So please don't miss that opportunity by ignoring that phone call. So we have the conversation. We talk about it. And throughout the course of the year, it works really well. And parents feel comfortable calling me. Hey, you know, they're claiming that this is the homework, but I know that that's not the kind of homework you give. And I say, well, you know what? It's it's interesting because I'm going to send you a screenshot right now of what it is that I gave them. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what it is. And we're going to hold them accountable. And it's not about them being in trouble. It's about them, you know, making an adjustment. So they're going to shift. They're going to pivot. They're going to make an adjustment and they're going to do it right. And hopefully next time they won't try and pull the, the wool over both of our eyes. So me, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I can talk. I apologize. I, I go. <laughs> All right. No problem.
And so I appreciate all that you just said about being able to see our kiddos, being able to work and establish with the parents like, hey, this is a collaboration. Again, it's not, I'm not trying to do like a, a gotcha or I'm not trying to quote unquote get your kiddo in trouble, but it's like, hey, I got to communicate with you so that you know what I know. And the kiddo knows that you know what I know and that we know all the things that we ought to know so that there's going to be no no-nos happening. Um, and so being able to to do that early, establish that early is a beautiful thing because from there, you just start being able to to rock and roll with your, with your, your family, with your kiddos, with, that, with all the stakeholders, like you just said. I'm not looking to... What was the thing that you just said? I'm not a. Uh... Oh, we're not looking to get them in trouble. We're not looking. Yeah. To, we're looking to hold them accountable. Accountable. There it is. Yeah. It. And you being you, you being a stakeholder, um, is, is just that. It's just that being oh, held yeah. accountable. Was well, this something that you knew from the jump, or was it something that you learned? Oh no, God no! I was a terrible first year teacher. <laughs> I was I was awful. Um, the passion was there, right? The intentions were there. Yeah. Um, I had to, I had to learn that respect is earned. Oh, what do you mean by that? Um, well, I think that I thought that I was going to put on my suit every day. Mm -hmm. I was going to come in and I was just going to get the respect automatically because I was the person who showed up and checked in for them. You know, I thought that I was going to be the person who, because I worked all night on those lesson plans because I, you know, worked all night on this activity because I put all this energy, I'm just going to get the respect automatically. But I failed to see all the people before me who wronged them, all the people before me who set their disbelief in motion. And a lot of times you get students and adults, parents who had a poor relationship or experience with somebody who mishandled their trust. So when they get to you, they have a hard time trusting. It's like a relationship that you get into. If you get into a relationship with somebody and they have baggage, you have to either help them put that baggage down before you move forward, right? Or you have to say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and and start unpacking it for you. (laughs) But you cannot move forward with them trying to hold on to what it is that they went through prior to meeting you. Man, listen, like you just said a mouthful that I think a lot of teachers need to hear and understand of like that that was dope that was dope right there of recognizing that our kiddos and parents because i think teachers will understand yeah i'm different from your teacher last year but the parent the relationship that the parent had with that teacher or the school community or whatever that's a whole thing as well so yeah yeah that's man (laughs) it can be it can be that's a truth bomb right there yeah that's a that's a gem if you're a new teacher or even a veteran teacher, like to remember that of like your kiddos and their parents and families as stakeholders are coming in with baggage and you got to be ready to, to show them different if their previous relationship was not so great. And if it was great, then it's like, look, my last teacher was like always in communication with me. Look, I had Mr. N last year. He was telling me this, that, and the other, like, you got to let me know what's up with, with Raheem and with, with Julie and with Sally and with Nakwisha as well. Like, Talk to me. Let me know what's oh, what yeah. because that's what I'm used but to. But also, yeah. having a teacher like that one time makes student makes teachers become our parents. Rather, I apologize. Having mm-hmm. a teacher like that one time makes parents become more vocal. 
Hmm. but in yes. a positive way. Cause you know, yep. sometimes, you know, and I'm a parent myself and I have to stop myself sometimes because there'll be things that happen with my daughter at school and I want to go ahead and immediately take my daughter's <laughs> side, yeah. but I have to be rational. And once you've had a teacher that's been rational, you find yourself going, let me think about all of the causes that could have, you know, played a part. Let me listen to everybody's side of the story. And then let me make a quality decision on this. So, but it's, it's rough. It is. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of new year teachers that are first year teachers rather that, um, they've, 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 they've gone through a lot of stress. I've been in, you know, I've mentored teachers before and they've been crying in their room and I'm like, well, did you do the things that we talked about doing? Have you, did you communicate with the parent before there was a problem or is this the first time that you talked to them? You know? Did you um, did you keep a log of what it was that was going on to protect yourself, or are you just recalling things from memory? Because memory is really deceptive, you know, especially when you feel as though you've whoa, been whoa, wronged. Whoa. Say say that again for the folks in the back, because oh, <laughs> memory is incredibly deceptive. It is, man. Oh yeah, they tell you the heartbeat. It. This happened, that happened, and so and so, and it's like, well, here's the thing: after something has happened your brain immediately starts trying to heal you right mm. from whatever it is that occurred. So you, you know, you got to think about it. You find yourself going, okay, well, what part did the child play in it? Right. Mm -hmm. Usually you, you don't think about what part you played in it, you know, yep. until later on when an administrator is asking you, well, where were you? Yep. Or what was your response? <laughs> and that's a, that's yep. a, that's a rough space that a lot of educators get stuck in. And, you know, you don't want to throw gasoline on a situation when yeah. in all actuality, you could have let it burn out itself, you know, for real. For yeah. real. And I, and I think a lot of teachers need to to hear that, listen to it and remember it of like there are a lot of things. If you have set up the routines and the kiddos understand and no, for me, I'm big on rationale too. like for explaining like, hey, the reason why Mr. Peter wants it done this way, this way, this way. And you can tell me if you could do it differently, but here's my rationale behind it. All right, let's talk about this. Set up yes. those routines at the beginning of the year. And once the kids have bought in, I'm like, yeah, Mr. Pierre, I'm down with this, but I think we could do it this way because of I'm like, bet. Let's talk about right. it as this classroom community. Y'all yeah. okay with this? Okay, so the, we're understanding that it, it should ought to be this way, this way, this way. That we're, when we need to get something, we're not just all of us just getting out of our seat. Give me the silent signal so I know oh, what yeah. you're getting. Cool. All right, sweet. And if... If we don't do it that way, we're not going to look at Mr. Pierce sideways for when he looks oh, at no. us and like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, no. Okay. I didn't see that. All right. Oh, my bad on my part. But if you're the one who's in the wrong, you got to fess up to it too. I'm like, all right. Yeah, no, I was wrong, Mr. Pierce. I just did the da 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 da. Okay, cool. So recognize but Not only that, but not every set of rules is for every class. Right. You have to change things from year to year. Absolutely. I had a group of seniors come and visit uh, this year. Seniors came towards the end of the year and they're walking in and they're, and I said, make sure when you come in here, you're respectful and whatnot. I'm, I'm, I have no problem with you visiting though. So they came in and they visited my fifth grade class and they were talking to my students. And mm -hmm. I heard one of them say, Mr. Nelly let you do that. He never let us do that. <laughs> and, and I said, well, that's because uh, you had different needs than this group. Yeah. And there are things that I let you do that this class will never get to do. Uh -huh. And it's okay because everybody has different needs. Everybody has different levels of comfort. You know, I had to back off of uh, my poetry in the classroom this year a little bit 
because mm-hmm. they weren't prepared like I wanted them to be. You yeah. know, and it's okay. They were prepared for a different style of teaching. Um, but I love folding poetry in whenever I possibly can because it's one of my passions, you know. And if, if I can get it in there, if I can go ahead and fold a little bit of poetry into something, if I can yeah. get you on at a podium and get you speaking and get you feeling confident, whew, we're going to do it. 